and welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cooper, and today we're joined by two Talking Walls regulars. We'll start with the main man himself, Dave has a party. Dave, how are you doing, mate? Have you uh, enjoyed your, your bank holiday weekend? Yes, mate. Been very productive. I've had a couple of people that have listened to the podcast asking about the house, and that's what I was doing today after the funeral, of course, of, of the Queen. So, um, yeah, got, we're, we're productive. We're, we're rocking and rolling now, thankfully. But, yeah, I've been keeping well, thank you. What's the uh, completion date for moving in? 2024, oh, 2025? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Might be 2026 at this rate still, but no, it's it's getting closer. Fingers crossed. What's taking you soon. so long? Just starting the building, mate. That's why. That's what I said last time. Same thing. Yeah. So. Bloody mm. hell. Bloody hell. I know. And of course, we're joined by George. George, how's it going, mate? Yeah, all good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too bad. It's uh, we, we didn't do a podcast last week because... A, there was nothing really to talk about, and B, obviously the, the sad passing of Her Majesty. It was a uh, we we agreed not not to really do one. Um, and like I said, there was there's barely anything to talk about with with the Liverpool game being cancelled, and I think Costa had signed in the week, but you know we, we can't really stretch an hour out of, of of Diego Costa, especially when he's not even in the squad for the next game. Um, but on today's podcast, we are going to be talking about Wolves' defeat at the hands of Man City at the weekend. Uh, we've got a, a bumper discussion around Bruno Large. Should he stay? Should he go? The, the lads will be giving that, their thoughts on that and, of course, your questions. But, Dave, let's start with uh, the City game at the weekend. For me, it was very similar to uh, last season's fixture at Molyneux. Just roll the red carpet out for them. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed with, especially how we started. I thought we reacted quite well after the red card, which we'll talk about. But um, yeah, it started very, very badly. Um, you would have hoped that we would have been up for it a little bit more. We had a little bit more time to prepare for the game. Obviously, City had only played a couple of days previous in the Champions League. So you would hope that our players are fresh and fit. Uh, but just... Poor, poor, slow start. We can't be giving, obviously, the first goal. You can't be giving Kevin De Bruyne that much space and time on the right-hand side. And of all players, it's Jack Grealish to, to put the ball in the back of the net. But, yeah, very passive, very poor, very... Uh, it's just the same old, same old with Wolves, I think. You could, you know, <laughs> we could use the same words. It almost sounds like I'm repeating myself every week with some of these games at the minute, and even going forward, it just didn't look didn't look like we wanted to to score goal. Didn't look ruthless at all. And you, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, mate. It's just a a constant rinse and repeat of the the same performances. It almost feels like the Southampton game papers over the cracks somewhat because they were poor and they you know they had a couple of chances they could have, could have could have won the game, but take that game away, the only win we've had all season, it it, it does feel very samey. So. You can you can understand the the frustration and you know some of some of the rumours that have been going around the last couple of days about Bruno losing his job, but your Dave raises a good point there about Kevin De Bruyne. You can see the goal within the first minute, and you allow Kevin De Bruyne space in, in you know those wide areas. He's probably probably the best crosser in the league, isn't he? Or or at least one of the best to allow him that kind of space on the ball within the first minute. It's it's criminal, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's not good. And, um, you know, we're probably playing the best team in, in the whole of Europe. I know they are not they haven't won the Champions League or anything, but they probably are the best team in Europe. Let's not, not let's not make a mistake about it. And, yeah. you know, it's a bit sloppy with Nunes giving the ball away in the middle of the pitch. And, not you know, we've got we've got too many players caught the wrong side of the ball. And Aitner really has a, has a two-on-one. Um, and De Bruyne has just whipped in a quality ball. It's just screaming for someone to get on the end of. And, uh, you know... You can't you can't give teams like that and a, a goal after that what whatever it was ninety seconds or so you're chasing the game already you know it's a difficult afternoon and starting the game one nil down within a, within a minute and a half two minutes is is criminal and uh, yeah it sort of led well pretty much the agenda then for the rest of the game really we know what the narrative was and uh, yeah we watched it all unfold miserably in front of us yeah and you know it's. When you when you come up against teams like Man City, you need to be at your best. They need to have an off day, and you need a bit of luck. And we weren't at our best. They didn't have an off day, and we had no luck. So you can see why why the score um, was three nil. Dave, the, the the second goal, which came I think midway through the first half, we got caught in transition. Who who's at fault for the for the goal for you? Because I think Collins gets sucked out, uh, sucked in far too easily. 
um, and leaves. But I know on your review, you said Kilman was trying to trying yeah, to jockey I don't too even much. Think, I don't even think. Yeah, I don't think Kilman was as much you know at fault. I think City turned defense into attack quite quickly and almost caught us. Quite, it's quite rare for us, I suppose, to be out of shape in that back four. I just thought the gap between Kilman's and Collins was, Collins was just far too big, and obviously Harlan picks up the ball and. Kilman's backpedaling. I don't think he's got his body quite in the right position. I think he's jockeyed him okay, but I think he's just so he's almost instead of being sort of jockeying with his front to the ball, he's got his back to the ball and, and turning away, um, you know, from Haaland. So I still think I think Haaland's done well there. I think he's finished. You know, he, he shot across Kilman through. I think he went through his legs or at least very close to Kilman. So Saul would have seen it late, but it's just such an avoidable goal. I think, and it, it was just really how stretched the defence was because we haven't seen that much, to be honest. Um, I was just surprised with how how big that gap was in between the two centre-halves. I think, I don't know what you think about this, Joel, but I think Kilman's tried to show Haaland onto, I'm not going to say weak foot, but weaker foot, his left foot, isn't he? So he's trying to maybe show him onto his right and, you know, it's it's, it's a great finish. Georgie, what, what's your assessment of the goal? I think um, it was just one, it was just a, a few errors in in like a short space of time. So I think Johnny got beat to the ball, didn't he? To start off with, and then, mm. then Colin <laughs> just alluded to the gap was massive. And then when Harlan's running at Kilman, definitely body positions all wrong. He almost did his best Roger Johnson for West Ham away at the Etihad. Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> It's a it's a good finish, isn't it? I, you know, I think people have been blaming Saar for the goal, and I, I you know, the, the one thing I will say about being there and sort of what you know, my eyes is drawn to watching Harlan pretty much all game. The, the bloke is mm. an absolute freak. He's he's just yeah, he's I, I I love the bloke. I just think he's got he's arrogant, but he's he's good with it. And uh, yeah, we, you know, we'd have to do a fantastic job to keep him quiet, and unfortunately, we couldn't. So. Yeah, sometimes you've got to put your hands up to a bit of quality. And again, yeah, we could have defended it a lot, lot better. But we've shown, you know, he's, he's, we've shown him on his weaker foot and he's still wrapped it in the back of the net. And what can you do about that, really? Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think we did a, a good job of nullifying him. I know, especially like I worried about individual battles because you've seen Kilman be a little bit, I don't know, a bit, bit powder puff in, in, in some like individual battles. And I think the whole back five last year could be, you know, could be, you know, you could point the finger at them for that, for that. But there's a couple of times where he muscled Haaland off the ball and got an header in. So from that, from that perspective, I was, I, I was quite happy. But Dave, it's, it's all right stopping Haaland, but then you've got nine other players outfield who can do some real, real damage. That's, that, that's the issue. Yeah. I know. I thought, you know, the, the Haaland thing, I know he scored a goal, um, and it's been a sort of a, a recurring thing this year, like other than him putting the ball in the back, and then does he offer it any anything else? And I think if you just watch him on we his own, that. yeah, yeah <laughs> watch him on his own. Um, you know, you can see the movement off the ball and so on. You know, he really you know makes life difficult for the defenders. Um, and I thought we dealt with him quite well. Even Neves, when Neves had to drop into you know centre back, which you'll we'll talk about, I thought we dealt with him really, really well. And I was surprised. I'm sure most people are surprised that we only conceded one. When we went down to to ten men, but um, yeah, they're, they're such a, a quality team. I, I was watching. Obviously, they had uh, who were the fullbacks. I think John Stones played at right back, mm-hmm. and uh, Cancelo played at left back. When they're going forward, and I've always known they've played with these inverted wing backs, but I've never noticed it so much actually when I'm watching them. And I, I was thinking when they were attacking us, where, where's Cancelo? Where's John Stones? And literally just sat at central midfielders. Like yeah, the way they play is like yeah. just, just ridiculous. So yeah, it was um it was a lesson, I think, for Wars, but could have been a hell of a lot worse because I don't think City ever had to get out of first gear, to be honest. You, you say that about like the fullback zone, obviously they're, they're good players, but I I you know, if I was an opposition manager, I'd I'd, I'd identify that as weakness in terms of who you get at. Because Cancelo, for as much as a good player, defensively not great. Well, that, John Stones playing out of well. position. Yeah. yeah, to be fair, I thought that as well. And I thought, obviously, a Kanji was starting. I didn't know if it would be a Kanji or Stones as the fullback. And I did think, right, whoever's on the left wing here could have a good game because Stones, like you said, is a good defender. But if he's wide and you're running at him, then he might have a little bit of trouble. But we just never, never tested him like that, unfortunately. Not yeah, enough, anyway. It, it, it's frustrating. Let's talk about the red card, Dave. Um, my first reaction watching it 
live was oh, how how's he sent him off for that? Like surely they're gonna be able to to re rescind that on the on the VAR, but after watching it at half time, I felt like a bit of a prick standing up giving the referee abuse because it's horrendous, isn't it? Yeah, it happened right in front of me at, at Molyneux as well. And I was sort of the same as you. I thought, flipping heck, it's a, it's a tough challenge. That is good, strong 50-50. Anthony Taylor just got the red card out straight away. And I thought, flipping heck. I think I put a tweet out saying uh, Anthony Taylor's wanted to do every, everything he can to make, you know, <laughs> make mm. this game Manchester City's. Um, but yeah, someone showed me a still right after. And I thought, yeah, that that's a definite red card. So, um, yeah. Definite red. And I've seen people comparing it to one that Haaland did uh, a few weeks ago. I don't think there's any comparison. With um, Collins got two feet off the ground, basically like a kung fu kick. So yeah, yeah frustrating. I think it's quite telling though, because when you go onto Twitter and you see like pretty much ninety five percent of all Wolves fans saying, "Yeah, that's a definite red," um, given by Manchester's very own Anthony Taylor. Um, <laughs> but. George, did you do you think that the the sending off changed the game? I, I, I remember saying to you at halftime, she was you were sat in the North Bank for this one. That I don't want to hear that. Oh, you know, the sending off changed the game. We we're in the game. You know, we still we, we were still fighting because I think I think if anything, it and it, ridiculous it sounds, it made us look a bit better. Yeah, I think if anything, it changed the game for the better for us as well because they were literally at that stage it was cruise control. They were they were popping it around us and. Yeah, it could have been four, five, six at that point for me. And I think as soon as they went down to 10 men, granted, we had a spell in the second half where people are saying we played well and even Bruno's coming out saying, oh, we were so brave how we played and look what we did against the, the best team in Europe with 10 men. Like, I don't know who they're trying to kid. Like, they were playing in fucking reverse, weren't they? Like, they were just mm -hmm. they were just literally, they've just taken a sting out of the game. They weren't bothered. They were literally, it was like a sparring contest for them. They weren't that bothered. Not testimonial pace. It was massively, and you know, people want to try and take the positives out of out of that game from Wolves' perspective. And yeah, granted, we conceded one, only one when we were down to ten men. But if Man City wanted to, if you know, if Man City kept on the throttle, it would have got annihilated. There's, there's no two ways about it. So yeah, it's a uh, it's one of those things. I think there's a lot of holes to be picked at at the moment at Wolves, and we need to book up our ideas quick. Yeah, and I don't think people are annoyed that we lost to Manchester City. I feel like it's almost like just an accumulation of, ba of bad performances. But Dave, I've seen I've seen Bruno come in for some criticism over <clears throat> over not bringing on the centre half and slotting Neves in in there for the rest of the uh, rest of the game. I feel like with that decision, he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Yeah, I, I was surprised at the time because I thought at this point, down to ten men. 2-0 down, we're not going to beat Man City. It's almost damage limitation at this point. And I thought, let's probably... I thought he'd bring off an attacker um, and, and bring on, obviously, Mosquera or Totti. Um, so, but then on the flip side of that, like you said, you know, slot Neves in there, keep all your attacking players on. Um, and then that way, you it looks like he's still almost trying to get something out of the game. Because I think, if, like you said, a lot of people would have gone absolutely ballistic if we're 2-0 down and you bring an attacking player off. Um, so like we said, we, we did okay when we did, went down to 10 men. I don't think City had to get out of first gear. Um, but yeah, <laughs> to, to be fair, I thought Nevers did an all right job there. Um, obviously, preferred much further up the pitch, but I don't think he did a, a hor horrific job back there. No, I have, I know someone's asked about who plays at center half against West Ham, but. George, I, th I think we're right in saying that the the Collins uh, it should be free a free game ban, shouldn't it? And Dave might be able to tell you as well. I think yeah. it's a free game yeah, ban because of the nature of the tackle. Which any, any straight red is free game normally, anyway. So, unless, unless it's, it's like, last man like unless yeah. it's, unless it's a last man outside the box and it's just a um, then it's just a one game ban, isn't it? But <laughs> the third goal though, George, I, I know I know you said it's 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 a lovely goal, and one of those that you just have to applaud. But I just I don't know. I just, I just feel like we. We made it so easy for City. We rolled the red carpet out and it was just like, you know, bend over and just have a go on this. Like, we know what's coming. Already beaten before we'd even stepped onto the pitch. Yeah, well, like I said, the third, yeah, like I said on the, on the fans, rep, the, the third goal was just a, it was a lovely, it was a well-worked goal, wasn't it? And I think, um, yeah, yes, it's easy. Yes, we could have put a bit more pressure and applied a bit more pressure on the ball. But, you know, again, Haaland, De Bruyne, um, the Foden flick, it's, it's a good finish. And I think that, 
So what you're saying there, the, the one thing that's really hurt me that's come out on social media afterwards is the Jose Saw video, mm. you know, sort of just pandering to Kade, you know, having laughs and a joke and all that sort of stuff. And I don't want to sound like a fucking old man you or don't. a bulky, yeah. yeah. But I don't want to sound like that. But You certainly look like one of the... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that thing of, you know, like, he, when we first went up into the Premier League, like, you know, that, that Man United quarterfinal at home and going toe-to-toe with these teams. There was no laughing and joking and, and all that sort of stuff. Like, we, we generally, genuinely, any any team that rocked up and played Wolves in that in that spell under Nuno, um, this isn't me clamouring for Nuno back, by the way, but we had an identity, you know, no one wanted to come here, people feared us and stuff. And, like, I mean, the last Man City at home game was pathetic when KD got four. I just... I don't like. I just don't like seeing it. You know, you can have you can have a shake hands and be friends after the game, but you know, you walk out onto the onto the pitch like be, be professional and just you know go out there wanting to win. Like you know, obviously none of us were in the ground could see that pre-game, but it's just for me. It's, that's just I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's why we lost the game, but it certainly wouldn't sit well with me as being the manager that my players are doing that and having a laugh and a joke pre-game. I think there's a time and place for it, and it wasn't three minutes to three. Walking out of the tunnel. Oh, three minutes. I was going to say, it definitely wasn't. 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 27 past 12. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we probably don't even talk about it if they get a draw or a win. It's, it, okay. But it's one of those things. It's when you are losing games, you think like, what on earth is he doing? And and I think this is this is the probably the difference in mentality. So you've got Jose Sarr saying to Kevin De Bruyne, like, calm down. Let's not have a repeat of last time when you scored four. And then you've got Kevin De Bruyne post-match talking about Grealish saying with all due respect if you lose a game at Aston Villa it's not the end of the world whereas here if you lose the game it is the end of the world and I think that's probably the the, the difference in mentality and like don't get me wrong they're, they're, they're a much better squad than us but Dave what what did you think about that little you know that little that little clip I, I, I'm not particularly too fussed about it um but you know I, I see why yeah. George a bit pissed off no, I can see both both sides of it. I think by the time I'd seen it, it got to a point where on Saturday evening, I'd had enough of social media and Twitter anyway. I think after games like that and I'd seen some of the comments straight after full time, I thought I'm probably going to stay off Twitter tonight. Um, so I'd seen it at a point there where I almost tried to forget what happened at the game. So it didn't irk me. It didn't bother me that much, if I'm completely honest. But I can also see it from, like George said, like a coach's point of view. If I'm about to play a game, even the even my Sunday league team, if I see a couple of my lads joking around with, the, with some of the opposition before the game, I'll be like, what are you doing? Like, let's ignore them. Let's focus mm. focus on what we're doing. So as a fan, looking at it now, it, it doesn't bother me that much. But I think, uh, you know, when when you're on such a, a grotty run like we're on at the minute, you, you don't want to be doing that. You want to have full, <coughs> focus on, full focus on the game. I suppose we're well past the days of, you know, Roy Keane and whoever just barging down a tunnel and just walking mm. out whenever they want. But um, yeah, it, it's one of them, and I'm 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 afraid some of the questions that we have today, I'm probably going to sit on the fence for a lot of these anyway. Unfortunately, no, nah, you've got to put your bollocks on the line, mate. <laughs> you've got to put your bollocks on the line with stuff like this. But though, like, if you're Kevin De Bruyne and you, you're in the tunnel, and like the opposition says, like, like our last time you were fantastic, none of that today. You, you'd like your confidence is probably already there, but it just goes that next level. It gives them an edge, and I don't know. I think it's I think it's beta mentality. Um, but before we move on to the to the only the one positive, Jord, there's I know we haven't got a recognised centre forward, but there's such a lack of synergy across that front three, isn't there? They look like they've never played of each other before. Neto looks like I, I don't know what they've done with him. Um Geddes, he's still trying to bed in. And and I thought Pedence did okay, considering for most of the game we were lumping balls up to him against six foot four Akanja. Yeah, I've, uh, there's just no synergy. They're just—I don't know what it is. Uh, I feel like <clears throat> I don't know if it's system, tactics, the players themselves. It just isn't working for whatever reason. There's no sort of link-up play, really. There's no. There's, I, I'm, they're just devoid of ideas, confidence, skill, quality. Like you know, I feel I feel like Guedes had a few moments um, against Stones and like say Pedence. Had a few flicks and and you know he, I thought he did okay himself actually as well like you've, like you've touched on there. Neto for me just an absolute waste of space. Like I've I've had enough of the bloke. He's literally pissing me off so much at the minute. Uh, and I'm trying to be polite here, but 
was going to say, he's very yeah. diplomatic of you. <laughs> no, no, I'm yeah, I'm not going to sit up quite on the fence like Dave, but he's like pissing. Like I just don't, like the attitude of the bloke. Like he's got the ego of he's got the ego of Ireland, but Ireland scored eleven in seven or whatever it is. Daft. Like he ain't even hit a fucking shot on target yet. Like the bloke, mm. honest to God, like. I don't know if it's the Arsenal talk. I don't know. I've just got no idea what it is. But he's, in, he's, he's got such an inflated ego of himself at the minute. And he's, for me, he's not in our strongest 11. If I was, if everyone was fit, I would not be picking Pedro Neto. And that, and that's, a, you know, a stark contrast from this time last season where, you you know, I know he had the, leg, the, the knee injury, but if he was fully fit, he'd be the first name on the team sheet, probably. So. I, 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 and we've, we've discussed this a few times, Dave. It's, and um, I'm of the opinion still, like, unless you switch him on to the other side, he's, he's fucking useless. Yeah, I think that he's something that's probably holding him back a little bit. He's not on his strongest foot. Um, but I do agree, you know, with George, it's, it's starting to get a little bit frustrating. Um, I, I don't know what, I don't know what to say with, uh, with, you know, with Pedro Neto at the moment, part of me just wants us to just shake everything up a little bit. I know we still we're still unsure on the situation on a Darmatoriore at the moment. Uh, Bruno said he was injured before the game, but then there were a lot of people thinking that you know, well, we've seen it the last few weeks where Bruno says something and it comes out that the, a completely opposite thing within the next few days. So I don't know what's going on with the Dharma, but once a Dharma's fit, obviously we, we don't have the luxury of seeing what they're playing like and what they're doing in training, but. Let's shake it up. Let's even, you know, put after the next couple of weeks, put Bubakar Traore in the midfield, free with Neves and um, Nunes. Let's bring Adama into the starting lineup. Things are not working for Bruno Large at the moment, and he's got to change something soon. Otherwise, he's really going to be, you know, if it he isn't already, a job. his job is going to be on the line. Yeah. Exactly. So he's got to. One of Nuno's downfalls when he was manager was how stubborn he was. Bruno can't let the same thing happen to him. He's got to change things up. And uh, as mad as it sounds, even if he reintroduces people, someone like Huang into the lineup, Adama Traore into the lineup, Bubakar Traore, I thought had a decent little spell towards <coughs> the end of the game. He's got to change something up very, very soon. Yeah, I think Martino had a poor game as well. So Traore would be coming in for, for, for me at West Ham as long as, you know, he's, he's understanding of what we're trying to do. Which... He runs like Haaland, by the way, a bit. Bubakar Troy, yeah. like runs with his shoulders like that. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's bigger than I thought he'd be, to be honest. The guy in front of me said, I'll, I'll bet you £10 he doesn't have six touches. <laughs> he had a couple of decent runs, to be fair. So, quids in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I say, like, as long as he understands what we're trying to do. But I don't even think Bruno understands what we're trying to do. So, mm. it's um, it, 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 it's a strange time. I, I, I would bring Huang back in. I know that's that sounds ridiculous, but I would for Neto because he's... He can't even Neto can't even retain the ball, whereas Huang's not too bad at, at, at keeping hold of the ball. But all work think, rate with Huang off, off the ball as well. To yeah. be fair, I think yeah. Mm. Okay, I think the only positive saying that two weeks ago. This is out. This is out. Shit, it's got though, isn't it? It's just <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. But I think the only positive for me was was Nunez was you know the only shining light for us. If the, I looked at that. That team, and I thought the like the only player who's got a sniff of getting into that city team was him. I thought he, I thought he was excellent for most of the game, Jude. Yeah, he was. Other than that, like I say, it made a misplaced pass which led to the first goal. But you can, you know, you can forgive him for that. Um, yeah, he was brilliant. Like I say, carrying the ball, breaking the lines. It's just you can just tell he's a class act. Like we, I don't know how we've got him. I'm not going to complain about it, but. We wouldn't. He wouldn't be anywhere near Wolverhampton if it wasn't for for Mendes. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. So, you know, we've got to be thankful we've got him, even if it is for twelve months. He's, you know, you can tell he's a, he's a real special talent. But again, like with everything that's going on at the moment, the identity of the team, I still can't exactly tell you what sort of his role is in the team. Like, I don't know if he's just sort of in game. He just plays off like you know, just free rolling. Just like oh, I'm just going to go here and playing off instinct. Um, but yeah, I think we'll get onto the identity and the and the, the manager in a bit. I'm sure. Mm. Well, <coughs> Pep has already said about Nunes being one of the best, one of the best players in the world. I'm not sure if that's Pep going on one of those rambles that he does when 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 teams bend over like we do and say have a go. He always, he always says, "Oh, what a fantastic team they are." But uh, it was a different story day, wasn't it, at the Etihad last season where we where we shut the shop. And he had a moan yeah, about us. I know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he made a negative comment about us. I can't remember what he said. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's bald, so. 
Um, just uh, a quick mention before we do discuss uh, Bruno Large. So uh, we had the bet mate pot at the weekend. It was it was a bumper pot over a thousand pound was won um, overall. Um, and Dave and I finished the highest out of the talking walls, boys, but missed out um, by by quite a bit. George, who's usually the one who 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 is flying out the talking walls, boys, had a had a stinker. He finished bottom but one. George, what happened, mate? I thought I thought you were on a roll. I picked Wolves players, didn't I? I, I, I put my bollocks on the line. And, uh, Dave, take yeah, note, mate. Your bollocks on the line. Your bollocks on the line. And, um, yeah, everything went wrong. I think I captain Nunes, vice-captain Guedes, and uh, had Nathan Collins playing. So, you know, even after 90 seconds when you've got Saar, Kilman, and Collins and you're hoping for a clean sheet, that's the bet, mate, over, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of those things. It can happen, but, uh, yeah, it's all fun and games anyway. I suppose your I take from your tactic is you pick you almost like go all in on a particular team or something that you don't think is going to happen because if it does by off chance then you'll be you know you'll be straight yeah. on the top of the league. Yeah, that's that's how I play it. But it's more so the fact of yeah, it doesn't even have to be like the you know picking like the the, the weird result or the freak result. It's just you know if you fancy a team quite strongly or you fancy you know I always think it's better to go because you get. You get seven players, don't you? In the starting, starting seven, just pick mm-hmm. the team you think you're going to win. And if they win, and you've got those players on that team, you've naturally got a better chance of winning rather than sort of mixing it about because <coughs> you only seem to get up there, there then if it's like score draws and stuff. So, mm. yeah, that's that's my tactic, and it's worked quite well to be fair in my uh, very early days of playing. You've won, you've won quite a lot of money on there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I've won, I've come second three times, I think. Um, yeah, that's the first for everything, but your missus is made up. <laughs> yeah, I ain't getting involved, Matt. I told you the family listen to this. I ain't saying anything. <laughs> uh, my sincerest apologies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Dave and I, uh, Dave and I finished on, on, on the same point. Um, but we're still, we? we're still, yeah, we did, we did. We're still, still quite a way off. I captained Harland. I, I think I did was, as well. Yeah, I think most people probably did. And you know what? Fair enough. But I, had, a... I had too many walls. I think I had three walls players still in the starting lineup. I put Sar in because I thought he'd get a good number number of saves, saves which yeah. failed because City sort of, you know, put their foot off the gas a little bit. Eight Nori, obviously, clean sheet gone. I think I had Guedes in there as well, I think. Because the City forward options are really limited on Betmay. It's just Haaland or Alvarez, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So, so mm. difficult, difficult one. Uh, there'll be no Betmay pots for Wolves over the weekend because, of course, we're not playing in the international period. However, there will be um, international game pots on the app, so make sure you, you, you check those out. And, of course, if you lose, use the link in the description down below to sign up as a new customer. Once you stake a cash bet, you'll receive £5 in free bets. And, of course, with all of that, please gamble away. Right then, lads, let's get into this discussion. It's a, it, it's definitely a juicy one. We put a tweet out earlier um, about asking for questions for the podcast and I'd probably say 90%, if not more, are all about when is Bruno going to go? Um, what's happening with Bruno? Um, we've seen a, a, a couple of social media rumours um, whirling around, uh, uh, well, mostly on Twitter, that he, you know Bruno has been sacked in his announcement tomorrow. Liam Keane from the Express and Star, who's the Wolves correspondent, as you, as you all know, um, uh, put a tweet out saying, despite social media uh, rumours saying otherwise, until Bruno Large has not been sacked as of this evening, the head coach and staff are preparing to take training tomorrow as usual. He has clarified his tweets because um, he said he could have been worded better and says Bruno Large's position at Wolves is not under threat. Start with you, Dave, and I know I know you don't want to you know you don't want to put your, your your bollocks on the line, um, but is it time for him to go? Um. I think I'm in a camp with a, a decent number of people where I'm not bothered at, at this stage. I think I agree with some of you. I think on the fans react after the City game, I think you said, George, as well, possibly two or three more games. And, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's going to be under a lot of pressure. The West Ham game, I think, next is, is crucial for Bruno Lage because although on paper, you know, they're a good side, they're really struggling. They're as bad as us at the minute as well. Um Chelsea is going to be a difficult one, but then you've got Nottingham Forest, which again, are even lower than us at the table. So for me personally, I don't think it's a difficult one because you think international break, you've got a week and a half, whatever. As a, as a club, if you wanted to sack a manager, it's possibly a good time because you've got a little bit of time to sort things out. 
but I still think he deserves a little bit more time because I think he was shafted a little bit last season with lack of funding in certain areas. I think this season he's been very unlucky in regards to injuries and obviously the new striker situation with Kalajic, he's got injured. But I think by the West Ham game, Jimenez should be back or Diego Costa should be fit. And then he's got a very small period to prove his worth. But like I said at the moment, I'm somebody that wants to give him more time. But at the same time, it's getting to a point now where I'm with a lot of fans. We're spending a hell of a lot of money here and we have done for the last two years and we've seen no results. We've seen no not entertaining football. We're not seeing the goals. So, yeah, things need to change quite quickly for Bruno Lage. You know what, mate? I thought you were going to be sitting on the fence a lot more, but you've actually, you know, that's quite a good answer. So I write that. <laughs> you haven't got spinners in your ass. Yeah. But just because you, 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 you think you know, <laughs> just because you think you should have more time doesn't mean you're you're um you're Bruno in. I, I get that. Yeah. It, it, it just my on. other thing as well is which I'm sure we'll talk about, I just can't see anybody out there on the market at the minute either, management wise, that excites me anyway. To change to change things up, but obviously we, we, I'm sure we'll come on to that in a second anyway. Yeah, we will. Jordan, I'm going to ask you the same question, mate. Is it time for him to go? If you're putting a gun to my head, I'd, I think so. Um, I know on the fans react. I said immediately after the game. It's I'd difficult when the fans react, away. isn't it? Because like you can yeah, be a bit, a bit and, 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 Yeah, and I said I'd give him three more games. I do agree with a lot of what Dave's saying there about. He has been unfortunate. Yeah, he hasn't been back last season. Um, but I sort of, like I say, in our in our chat, I said I slept on it. I woke up and I've gone now. I want him gone, and and there's reasons for that. And I think that sort of looking back at a few of the performances and just thinking about it, taking stock, like you know, if you look at the facts, like we've got one win in 14 games, taken into account last season as well in the Premier League, with with bottom with the bottom of you know for in the last two seasons of teams that are still in the Premier League for. Shots on target, goals, all that sort of bottom on every single metric, which is alarming. I just don't see an identity with this team. Like under Nuno, like Wolves were a very highly structured counter-attacking football team. And that was our that was our identity, and we were good at it. Like, you know, you look at other teams in the Premier League, you know, even like and I'm not going to take the top, you know, the big six out of it, Leeds, high energy. You know, that we'll talk about uh, persona mm. here. Brighton under Potter, great footballing team. We haven't got a, we haven't got any identity. Like I don't I don't think we press the ball well as a team. Don't think we counter very well as a team. Don't think we keep possession that good as a team. Don't think we dominate games very well. Like I just can't tell you what we're trying to do. Like we've got playing a four three three where the fullbacks don't get forward. The midfield three is almost like a bit of a slab. Other than what I said about Nunes sort of playing on instinct a little bit. The front three, whoever it is, just seem devoid of what they're doing, confidence, ideas, structure to the attacks. There's just not there's nothing there. And like I do quite like Bruno as a bloke. I, I, I want him to do and I've said it before, I want him to do well. I really do. However, I'm getting a bit sick now with the press conferences. He's starting to sound like a, a, a madman in an asylum, just mm. talking garbage. And I haven't got any sort of I don't know about you two. I, don't, I ain't got any like affiliation to the bloke. I, like, I, I think he's a nice bloke, but I don't necessarily like him or dislike him. And like, no connection. You need, that. You need that. There's no connection at all. And I feel like I do agree with what Dave said. Like, there's no standout. There's no standout candidates. And like, you're gonna get lunatics online saying, "Oh, let's go for Pochettino or Tuchel." And That's what the Tuchel shout makes me. I've already, I've already had it already, and like as one of my mates texts me saying, "Oh, do you reckon we could get Poch?" And I've said, "Look, I'll be honest with you. I think there's more chance of Maya Jammer setting up a free only fans for everyone, like in the morning." <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Get her in. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, this is, you know, like we're not we're not in that market, are we? We're not in that pond. Like, let's be honest. Like, so. Uh, I do agree. I think you look at it and you go, right, you get rid of, you know, you get rid of, you get rid of Bruno, who out, who is there out there. I think if Lopetegui had been sat the weekend, I think that, that change would be happening in the next 72 hours because there's no compo to pay then to just mm. sweep him and pick him up. But the fact is he's still employed by Seville. We know he's on a bit of a, you know, hanging on by a thread himself. Are we going to want to pay a couple million pound in compensation? Probably not. And you've got like Amarin, 
we're not going to pay the 15 million euro. Are it's we? more than that. It's not five. Yeah, yeah. It's more than mil. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'd like, come anyway. No, no, no of course not. Yeah. And then you've got like, I've seen Sean Deutsch. I'm just like, he did a good job at Burnley, but, you know, someone will take a punt on him, but it sounds like a science experiment for me if it would work or not. And the only one I think actually I'd quite like in the who's in managing in England at the moment who's realistic or potentially slightly realistic again, um, again Thomas Frank who could but nah they no but I don't think we could get him but no, I don't no. but, he wouldn't leave Brentford for Wolves I know that Dave I know that I think he'll get Spurs well, after contract that's what I'm saying like I think like you know like that's the only one I can see that potentially we could possibly lure and I, and I don't think we nah, could so I don't think so I don't need to be honest with you. So, yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it, anyway, what I'm saying to you about Lotto, at least Frank's a cock and, like, you know, you've you got a bit of identity about him. Do you I, think I, as well, we, with Lars, the whole, you know, fans are saying, we all, Nuno, we had a connection with Nuno. But at the end of the day, we know what Nuno was like with the press. We know what he was like with other people. We know Nuno was a bit of a cock with other people as well. Do you think that fans think we had a connection with Nuno just because we were winning football matches? Yeah. Yeah, I know what it was. Football fans are fickle, aren't they? And yeah. we were a winning football team. And, you know, he did some good things. Like, you know, like, he donated some money, didn't he? To, you know, yeah, yeah. all press and stuff. And, like, it's always one of, you know, like, yeah, there's been, there has been rumours, well, say rumours, has been, it's been well articulated in, in, in circles that he wasn't the, the most pleasant of blokes behind the scenes. But because he's winning football games, you can get away with it. At the moment, we're not winning football games. Bruno's not saying he hasn't got a personality, but he's a bit vanilla, and yeah. no one's no. You know, he's not an arsehole that you can get behind. Nor is he a happy clapper. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I know. Exactly, <laughs> I know exactly what I mean by that. Don't put any words in that. I think it's, I think it's stale, oh. and I'm I'm bored. I'll be honest with you. I'm bored of watching Wolves at the moment. Really bored. Yeah. I think if. Bruno started fist bumping at the end of a win. I mean, granted, it wouldn't happen. Very yeah, but we haven't had any. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I think we, <laughs> I think we if we won more football games, we would. But we don't, do we? It's a, it's a, it's a domino effect, isn't it? Like, I don't think. Like, obviously, I think he's culpable. I don't think the team are doing it on the pitch. I think the atmosphere at Molyneux is flat, awful. To be honest with you. It's been a little bit better this season, but still I, not I great. Think it's, I think it's awful. It's like, dreadful like, against City. Yeah, but, but, you know, but again, like the fan, the, the fans, the, the team aren't giving anyone anything to cheer about, are they? It's just, yeah. there's so much, like, there's so much. The full circle. Yeah, is it, of course it is, yeah. There's a lot of mitigating factors where, at the moment, it's just not right at mm. all. And teams are coming to Molyneux, and no, no one's scared to come to Molyneux anymore. We, a lot of teams come to Molyneux and play us off the park. So, yeah. massive issues. The ultimate respecters at Molyneux at the weekend doing a 90-minute silence. But it was a paid, paid great hobby. It's not out when you can see the first minute goal. No, but it, it's. I, I think it's dire at the minute. And like I sit in the North Bank, and I don't sing, uh, and that, that's always been the North Bank. But you know, you're reliant on the South Bank to get going. But it's what what is it to sing about? It's shit surged football. You can't blame you can't blame them for no atmosphere. I don't think don't think COVID helps. Um, you know empty stadiums and coming back. But you, Molyneux used to be a cauldron. I used to think, and, you know, I was the first one to call for Nuno's head or one of the first. But for a good year and a half, I genuinely thought we could go toe-to-toe with absolutely anyone and give them a, give them well, a game. When we're in Europe. Across yeah. two legs, we'd be anyone in the world we could. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. And now, and now look at us. It's just, it's crap. And, you know, another thing about that connection, George, I think Nuno gave... Little sound bites, such as you know, the dreaming is for free and all that, which to me, I think, sort of bollocks. But <laughs> for a lot of fans, they buy into stuff like that and they feel that connection, you know, they feed the pack. But you know, it, it, to some journalists, Nuno was, was a nightmare behind the scenes, some staff, he was, wasn't very pleasant. Whereas Bruno, you know, from a journalistic point of view, is a by all accounts a pleasure to deal with. He's he's fairly good around a place. No, John, John Rudy said he needs to work on his man management, but. I don't know. Perhaps I don't it, like, like you said, Jordy. It might just be just really vanilla. I don't yeah. know. It, it's difficult. It could be like that with the players, though, as well. Just too safe. He's like a politician, isn't he? As well, with what he says. Mm. Too that's, safe why he's a, that's why he's been a coach rather than a manager for a lot of his career as well. Because 
no doubt he's got stuff he wants to implement and there's no doubt he's not, you know, not a good coach because of, you know, you've seen sort of the, the kids he's brought through, you know, Felix's of the world and the like and that. But because you're a good coach, that makes you a good manager. And that might be part of it as well. Just just need someone above him. You usually have a good a blend of, as a manager, you're solely the man management. You make everything tick and then you have your team around you as, as your coaches. Whereas yeah. he's just been a, a coach. And like, like Rudy said to us, he's... As a as a, a technician and, and and tactical, he's one of the best he's ever worked. We said he's excellent. No stone is left unturned. But from a man management point of view, it's he needs to work on it. And I think when you've got players of that calibre. The most important thing is that man management because these these players know how to play football. The the, the some of the best players in the world playing in the best league in the world. But it's how you manage those individual personalities. But. Where, where where do we where do we go from here, Dave? Who who would you want to replace him if he, if he was to go within the next two or three games? Because I, I think that's probably what's going to happen. I'll look at the West Ham game and the Forest game and think, well, if he doesn't get results out of these and he has to go, it's um like I said earlier, I just I can't and on the market at the minute. There's no one that I think, oh yeah, like he's going to be great for Wolves. I think the one that we we've most recently been linked with. Earlier this year was the current Ren manager. Uh, I think his name's Bruno Genesio. Yeah, Genesio. Um, yeah, yeah. So he was ran very randomly linked to a sort of mid mid March. I think it was last year, uh, earlier this year, uh, last season. So that was a bit of a strange link. Um, and obviously, we could keep all the Bruno chants as well because he's obviously got the same name. <laughs> um, I think Lopetegui is an obvious one as well. But my concern with stuff like that is that. Um, He's currently not doing brilliantly with his own team. He's got the exact same problem. Can't score goals. Yeah. So, like, do we want to bring in somebody who I'm paying? You know, he's had a he's got a good CV, but do we oh, want to bring someone in that's having the same issue at another team? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my thing with Brendan Rodgers as well. I think Brendan Rodgers is a good manager. I think he's been shafted a little bit by you know money wise at Leicester, but he's struggling to get a, a tune out of this Leicester squad at the moment. Do you want another manager straight away that's at the minute, probably not on the best of terms. So I, I just don't know. Two, like we said, two called Pochettino. You may as well, you know. You got more well chance of getting Bobby Robson and then Pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, long. yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Sean Dyche doesn't fill me with a load of confidence. I know there's a couple of people that have said, you know, he was held back a little bit with obviously the resources at Burnley and so on. Um, but sometimes you need that sort of manager that, a little bit like McCarthy, I'm sure Bruno Large is a much better coach than McCarthy is, but McCarthy mm. could get an extra 50% out of players sometimes. And that's at the minute in this sort of run that we're in, that's almost what we need. You say about like Rodgers though, like I really like Rodgers, but again, he's an excellent coach. As a man manager, I'm not quite sure he's got the credentials to do it. He just gets, we show good character. Great character. Yeah. character. But like Severe, like won one in the last, you know, just looking at the last six, they've only won one. Against Espanol, um, it's 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 it's. But then it's you look at Portuguese managers. Is that is that like that's the market that a lot of people think? Oh, Lopetegui's not a just just guest if you client. No, he's just I think he's just pally with with whoever mm. runs get a guest if you because he he pretty much signed on the dotted line with the Wolves job, wasn't he? Before Tango, Spain came calling or or Madrid, Spain, Spain. Yeah. which you understand why why he hasn't. George would. Would you be happy, say, if, if in the next two or three weeks both Large lost his job and Lopetegui and he was uh, he was made the Wolves, Wolves gaffer? I would be because I think that's sort of been plan A all along since Fosen took over. And I think, like I said, um, like a few minutes ago, I think if Lopetegui <laughs> were sat by Seville, I don't I don't think it matters, you know, how Bruno's doing. He's paid. I think he's like the eighteenth out of twentieth. Paid, isn't he now in the Premier League? He's quite cheap. If, if you believe those, you I, believe I probably don't it, think yeah, it's yeah. too far away, but they're, they're the know, same kind of articles who tell us that Fabio Silva's on 140 grand a week. So, yeah, so yeah, exactly that. But yeah, take it with a pinch of salt. But for me, I think he, I think if Lopetegui was available, it didn't matter. We could have won three or four on the bounce. I think Large would be very close to going because I think Foz would be waiting to pull the trigger. I think I do think Rogers is an interesting one because I'm with you, Matt. I think Rogers is like. I think he's a really good manager. Well, manager, coach. coach I, want to say. Exactly. Like, I think he did, you know, I think he's done a great job at Leicester on the whole. Obviously, Celtic, 
you know, we can say what you want about Celtic being a one, you know, one man league or one team league when he was there for certain, you know, when Rangers were coming back up the league. But he did a good job, you know, taking nothing away from him. And I thought he did a decent job at Liverpool, to be honest with you. Um, until he until he lost the job as well. So if Rogers become available tomorrow, I wouldn't be averse to that either, but he's gonna cost you a fair amount of money, I'd have thought, to get him in the club. Well, I know if Rogers gets sacked from Leicester, it's going to cost Leicester about ten million pound. And again, it all comes down to that compensation, doesn't it? It's, you know, Wolves aren't going to pull the trigger on Bruno um, and go and get Lopetegui from Sevilla because of the compensation. They're probably probably all edging the bet, thinking right, it's one of them's going to go here. Um, so you're right, Dave. Well, yeah, I was looking at the. I've been looking at different managers, Portuguese managers that are out there that, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's, I think he's managing in France again now, isn't he? Or, or am I wrong? No, yeah. uh, that's Fonseca I'm thinking of. Villas-Boas yeah. is weirdly taken a, a, ever since he left, um, was he at Lille? I think he was at Marseille. He's had a Marseille, sorry, yeah. Um, he's like a race car driver or something now, I think. Yeah, again, he's yeah. another one that I think is a very good coach as well. Reads the I think he's another sort of Bruno Large type. I think Consasau at Porto isn't 100% happy at the minute. We were linked with him before we got Bruno Large as well. Um, but I, I just don't know. I just don't know. But you, you know for sure, Fosal will have something lined up if Bruno Large does go. If he goes, then they'll have something lined up. But the one thing, like we've been talking about it, I know sort of probably spent a little bit more time with one on this topic, but if Bruno got sacked tomorrow, no no, no Premier League team would go anywhere near him. Like, you know what I mean? Who, who's oh, saying, no. I, I want Bruno Large? I don't I don't think, I don't think he'd get a gig at Soccer Aid. Like, managing the world 11. There's no one, you know, even Championship Club, like, you know, I don't think Bruno Large would be anywhere near the top of anyone's radar. And, and that, and that's possibly, you know, that says that says a lot to me. Like no one, no one's going. We want Bruno Large from Wolves. That was no. my next, my next question. Does he? Oh, does he walk in? Does he? No, it's all right, mate. You've, you know, you're you're ahead of head of head of schedule. <laughs> does, does he get? Does he get a Premier League job next? And I don't, I don't think he does. We had a we had we're a fantastic the yeah, we're we had a fantastic January, and that's about it. Last this year, like January was unbelievable. And apart from apart from the first three games last season where we didn't score a goal but looked good. It, it's been shit. It really has. When you deep it, mm. yeah. But just nah. looking at just looking at the odds from last time round when Nuno was sacked. So Bruno obviously was favourite, and then you had the likes of Fonseca, Consensao, Rafa, Frank Lampard, Lopetegui, Gerard, Gattuso, Pedro Martins, and Dave's favourite Roberto Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kidding me. I mean, yeah. it's not great, is it? All of them, I think, have now. Are pretty safe in their jobs, bar Benitez, who I don't want, by the way. No. Um, or or move to different jobs. I think Fonseca's managing Lille now. Um, I think you'll have to pay the money. I don't think there's anyone available out there that will realistically come to Wolves. You'll have to pay someone out. I think there's a uh, the the Bodo Glick manager. Is it, is it Nutson? He's always linked with lot. Well, recently been locked, linked with a load of Premier League jobs. I know that obviously. Quite sought after, but it feels like a, a Graham Potter kind of appointment, doesn't it? Like, uh, we'll take someone from Arsenal. I don't, I don't think well. Walls, I don't think Walls, nah. Walls will just stick to the Portuguese George Mendes thing now. Yeah, it goes one way or the other, those sort of appointments. You've got Potter, then we've seen it first time we sold back, and how it can go. Yeah, hmm. you know, it's, it's very true. Yeah, Zenga. I mean, the Zenga one was just daft anyway. But, oh, it's yeah. just like, you know, my mate's out of work, he can do a job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But before we move on to the questions, they've, they've spent an awful lot of money on the team, Dave. Do you think that that's another reason why they're not so keen to pull the trigger? Because, you know, they've, they've spent all this money and to, to sack him after, what, seven games? May seem a little bit daft, but do, I don't know what you think. But I see it as if you build, you're having an extension done on your house and you've got all the materials and the builder comes in and after day one, he ain't got a clue. Do you then, when you find a new builder... Like situation. <laughs> no, you're just fucking lazy. Um, <laughs> do you then go and buy all new materials again? I, yeah. I think that squad there is good enough. The tools are there for a manager to come in and take us... Well, to get us playing a lot better than we are now. 
Yeah, I, I, I think so. And that's probably what you know, Foston realised. I think you could have, you know, any manager in the world should be able to get a tune out of players like Mateus Nunes and and so on, you know, because he, he looks fantastic. And I think a good manager now, if, if Bruno is to go and we get someone in, they could get a real, you know, real tune out of this squad. Mm. Um, I think it, on paper, again, I've said that a couple of times, but on paper, it's a top eight squad. Oh, like the first 11 is, you know, and we said how many times midfield three is amongst the better in the Premier League. Um, so, yeah, I think the squad is absolutely fine. The striker situation is obviously the one with an unfit Raul Jimenez, an injured Kalajic, and obviously Diego Costa. We don't know what's going on with him. Um, but, yeah, Bruno really needs to get something out of this team within the next few weeks. But it's a good enough squad for any manager, any manager worth their salt to get a tune out of. I tweeted on the 28th of August, so what's that? three weeks ago. Fans yeah. are pinning their hopes on a new striker coming in and fixing all of our problems, but I can't see it happening. I think it's a system problem. I, I still feel exactly the same. I, I think we could have Haaland up top and we still wouldn't create any chances, Jude. Do you think it, yeah. it's it's a, it's a system, isn't it? But I also think that and I look at that team and think perhaps players maybe know something's coming in the next month. Not down tools, but it just, there doesn't seem to be that togetherness, which we've seen before. No, like you say, it's a system thing, which is then is that on the players? Like, is it on you know? Is it on the tactics? Is it on the manager? I think everything stems back to Bruno. Like I, I do, and that's sort of why I don't want to. You know, I don't want to be. That's why I haven't put anything out on on social media about I want him gone because I say core of it. I have got the bollocks, mate. I'm no, you haven't, mate. You know, get it out, out then, lad. Get, it out. get, <laughs> your, get your phone out now and tweet it. Just yeah, hashtag Bruno out. Yeah, Bruno out. Um, but no, like that's what I wanted to take and sort of step back and actually think about it. And I do, I just think all the problems lead back to actually, well, the taxes aren't good enough. And who picks the team? It's the manager. Mm. So then the manager's not good enough. And yeah, granted, like under that, when we were when we were winning games in that shit season, COVID, and it was turgid on Nuno his last season. We were winning games and sort of like mo- individual moments of brilliance, like the Neto goal at Southampton. Yeah. I remember the you know the, the Chelsea at home one. Yeah. Like we, but I'll be honest, with you, we haven't, we don't, we don't produce that much magic anymore. Like we can't even take a fucking corner anymore. Like the on and again, the, the short corners are fucking the break. I mean, there was one in the second half, wasn't there? And it's like you just know what we're gonna do. Like, why are we the only team in the Premier League who can't take a fucking corner? Like, it's just honest, like, even a short corner, everyone else does it well. We, we like, play like a real, like, hospital pass back to someone. And it's just like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. Now, like I said, I've just had enough. I'm so glad it's international breaks. I've had enough of this team. I mean, it can't be honest. Yeah. I, I think it's, if you look at the general consensus, it's, this is the strongest I've seen it turn on Bruno. Most, most are saying they want him out. And I think those are the ones who are saying give him more time are those who have, who have already nailed the colours to the mast and even if they thought it was time to go, they wouldn't admit it because they're trying to save face. Um, so it, it is a difficult one. But what, what I will say is, and I'm sure you can echo these thoughts, lads, we want we want the manager to succeed, not because it's Bruno Lars, because we want to see Wolves winning football games. I don't care who it is or where they're from or who they've played for before. If you come to the club and you're winning games, that's enough for me. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's just not been that so... Oh, international breaks probably saved his backside a little bit. So, you know, we, we'll see. Watch this space. Um, moving on to the questions. There's not many questions this uh, this week, lads, because, and I say, like, all the questions were about Bruno, asking whether he's gone yet. And some some quite nasty things said, which we won't repeat. Um, but S has asked on, on Twitter, who plays centre-back against West Ham with Collins being suspended? Um, you probably say Totty, but I think... You've then got Top two left. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly yeah, Kilman onto the right and then Totty on the left. I th- I, yeah, I think Totty over Mascara for now. No I think, chance I think of that... bring Denier in. Again, Bruno, the way he was talking in the press conference Which we'll sounds see. like yeah, 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 he's still on about it, but I don't know. Yeah, I I, I at present it'll be Totty, I think. What about you, George? I think that Denier is gonna be asking for another five grand a week on the offer that we've the table a couple of weeks. Home to me, um, yeah, like it was interesting because um, Mosquera was the one who was like lined up to, to come off the bench, wasn't he? Because he was obviously yeah. warming up in the mat, and he was the one who stripped off and he come back out with his bib on. Um, I wouldn't actually think that Toti's probably next in line, but 
there is obviously something in the, the fact he was going to pick Mosquera over Toti that he he feels like Kilman didn't work. Yeah, yeah, but it wouldn't shock me at all if Jason Fenay is at the club in the next seventy-two hours and they're just paying him a wedge. Just we're, we're desperate, aren't we? Same with the striker situation. We're desperate now, and again, not saying that. Connor Cody is the answer who should have stayed at all. No, you've let you've let no, you've got to think about it. Like we've let Bolly Cody Sace go in the one window. Yeah. And that's what's killed us. But like whatever you think of them as footballers, I don't think he, he, any of them are good enough, to be honest. To, mm. but you've got to keep one of them for me. Because yeah. they're I think they've already spent the cut the the, the Denai money on Costa though, because that was before Dinay was before Costa. Because he's probably going to be on a sizable chunk Costa. He's probably going to be on like 40, 50k a week, I'd imagine. Probably. Nice, yeah, probably, yeah. And that's Plus, I'd imagine that's probably what Dinay is. Probably after maybe maybe 60, 70. Which... I think they said, uh, was it 40 grand a week they were going to pay Craig Dawson? Mm. Something like that. And then Dinay, Dinay's entourage knew that. And so it sounds like Wolves probably aren't paying him as much. But I, I think I've said before, free agents always expect more money because you're not paying a transfer fee for them. They want a sizable wage. So, um, Fair enough. That's probably where the sticking point is, yeah. Mm. Amar's music shows us, and this is probably going to one for you, George. Why do we keep doing these terrible short corners as nobody at the club realise they never work? I don't know. I'm the same with Amar. They're, they're fucking awful. And I don't want to sound like an old bastard again, but is what's wrong with just putting the ball in the box? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was, there was that, that short corner, I was watching Kilman. He was absolutely fucked trying to get back. He's like jogged, like he's been peppered for 70 minutes. He's jogged into the box and then played the short corner to Moutinho. Moutinho's hit it like a fucking putter back <laughs> and broke on it. And Kilman's there, just like, just put it in the box. Just honest, it breaks me. It absolutely breaks me. You've got all these teams that have got set piece coaches and they all seem to be fantastic off, off the dead ball. We are, uh, I'm not going to get myself cancelled. We, we're just not very good. Um, oh, yeah. I don't mind the short corners, but also, what's the point in putting a ball into the box when you've got one player over over six foot? Yeah, but when, when, okay, so, but we, when have we ever scored off a short corner? I can't. You tell me when we ever. We have, like, we have, we have, we have. Yeah, we have. I can't yeah, remember yeah. when. It was a long time ago, but we have. We have. I, I don't mind it because it, it creates a better angle and it shifts players about. It, but, do, it does, man. But when they get the weight of the pass right there, and they oh, 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 granted, yeah, time, but man. I'm not talking about fucking about it and going back to Jose yeah, yeah, yeah. San. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, when it's executed properly, I prefer a short corner because the angle's better to whip a ball in and. It's it's more difficult for a player to read that cross because you know the ball's in in, in possession. It's it's in play. Whereas you think though, for for a group of people, group of players that coach and train something, you would expect maybe one or two decent sessions on set pieces a week. The fact they still can't perfect it on a fairly regular basis. I'm not saying we're going to score off every corner, but no. we're not even getting close to scoring a goal. I saw um, yeah. I saw some data. This week about set piece efficiency and like we're near the bottom of the league, which wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, um, I mean, I saw I was watching the Leicester it's game the other day. Hmm. Um, Leicester have conceded the most set pieces I think in the last two seasons, and the the camera clip to their set piece coach just sat in the dugout like they've got a coach <laughs> just for set pieces. <laughs> Tony Roberts, he's meant to do our set pieces. He does that, yeah, 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 he does that, yeah. Because we didn't we didn't concede a goal from a set piece for oh, was it. A long time. January, yeah, it was January mm. from the start of the season. I think the Ivan Tony one, or di- at least direct from a set piece. Mm. Um, oh, it's yeah, it, it, it's not great. Um, Richard uh, Fletcher has asked, is Molyneux over emotional with referee calls? The crowd seem to be angry than ever about every little call. In my opinion, it's rubbing off on the players who are not playing with their heads. No, I, um, or whoever, go on, George. I don't, I, I don't dis, I don't necessarily disagree with that. But again, that comes down to, well, the performances aren't very good. Like the performances aren't very good. The crowd antsy because the performances aren't very good. The team's antsy because we can't hit a barn door. But <laughs> I do feel like on the weekend, talking, taking that Man City game into isolation. We've said it already on the pod. Like Anthony Taylor, I tweeted about it. As well. He was looking to do something that game. Like every. Every like little niggly foul against City, they got them. Every one against us, we didn't get them. <coughs> yes, it was a red card, but he couldn't have got that red card out quick enough. And and 
yeah, it, it just, yeah, I think taking the Man City game into isolation, I think there is a little, we have got a point there, but the crowd are antsy about it and emotional and overcharged about it because we're not getting, we're not winning football games. So it's every little edge you can get, isn't it? Yeah. No, I, I think that's right as well. I think you get that at most of the grounds, but it's sort of added at Molyneux because, like you said, we're not getting the results. Was it the, was it before the third goal where Matinho had the ball in the corner and I thought it was a foul and obviously Taylor gave Jackal and they went down the other end and I think they scored off that attack city. Mm. I, can't, I can't remember. It would have been very near that moment, but there was that moment where Matinho had the ball in the corner and went down and well, City was game position. Yeah, yeah, but then I thought, guarantee any other Manchester City player down the other end is giving a free kick straight away. He's a man, no, like, surely you can find another referee to referee a game between a Manchester team. Well, I think, I don't know, apparently he supports Berry or D- or They don't even exist anymore, do they? What's no. that about? But that's how they yeah. pick the, the, the refs, isn't it? Because we've had, like, West Midlands-based refs manage, um, yeah, Matt, and Andre Mariner's Villa, but he Villa, obviously yeah. can't do Villa or Blues. Well, he always, I, I met him before. He said he always liked coming to Molyneux, to be fair. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's an atrocious referee, Andre Marin. I mean, there's worse out there, but, um, yeah, if you're from in and around the area, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. Yeah, it, Mike Dean that. could do Liverpool as well. I know he's trammy, yeah. but still, you got, you got, you know. I'm pretty sure he told them he supported a Scottish club as well, Mike Dean, when he first joined. Um, Finn will, Finn will be able to tell us because he's got family. There's some good, with. um, on, on, under the cosh a few weeks ago, they did one with that ref. Uh, Jeff Winter. Like, nah, or... they've done one since with a football yeah. league one, and he said that he was from Sheffield, and he just didn't. He refereed still Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield United games. He said he reckons as soon as he went on the pitch, he had no bias towards anyone whatsoever. Bollocks. I think it's bollocks. Yeah, mm. it's absolute bollocks. Um, Not using that as an excuse, by the way. For, for no, but you so. shouldn't have a mank refereeing a game between Manchester City or Manchester United. It's just. Surely they could have found someone else, but mm. we still want to win the fucking game anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, Dean has asked, can we recall Campana from Miami? Um, I don't think we can. That's why we're No, not now. He's, his loan expires at the at the end of this year, as in December, uh, because the MLS season will finish soon. Um, he scored another two last night, by the way. Did he? Uh, I don't know if you saw. Uh, well, they he drew with DC four. United, um, and he scored twice, 2-2. Two, two, uh, but... I think it, it was a bit of a madness because one of the DC United players uh, used a racial slur. So into Miami, we were about to walk off the pitch and Wayne Rooney, the DC United manager, just subbed the player off straight away. So I'm obviously they carried on the game then. Um, yeah, but Campana, uh, yeah, it's loan expires at the end of uh, end of December. Miami do have an option to buy, which is pretty low. So with, his, with the amount of goals he scored, I'd be quite surprised if they don't take it up, to be fair. But if he stays at Wolves, then... Happy days, my shirt goes back up in Valley. <laughs> <laughs> As if you've got a sign, Leo, Leandro Campana. I get this out every time. Yeah. Uh, what's the What's the fee for Campana if he if he's to join? Is it about? I'm £2 sure it's below five million quid. I'm it's sure it's like two and a half million, three million, yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's not a lot, is it? Not a lot. Nah. But. Um, and the final question is from Mike, who's obviously been keeping an eye on the channel for for quite some time. So. Uh, thank you for your comments. I do enjoy this channel. Sometimes I wonder what preparation goes into everything. Will you be doing anything for the five years of Talking Wolves next year? Well, to be fair, Mike, I didn't even know it was five years next year, mate. So you know a lot <laughs> yeah, more Yeah, February, me, so. February next year, I think. Yeah. Championship, the year we went up, we started it. Yeah, um, pro- yeah probably. I, I, I don't know. I've not thought that far ahead, to be fair. Um I don't know why I'm got... breakfast. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I asked someone, someone asked me, he goes, what are you up to next March? I was like, mate, I don't know what's going on tomorrow, mate. So I can't tell you what's going on next March. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, we'll probably do something. In regards to prep, obviously, podcast-wise, Matt Matt sorts most of the prep out for that. Like, we, he started doing these very uh, nice itineraries now this season, which gives us a nice head at what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> previews. Um, <laughs> Obviously, right, you know, they make themselves sometimes with the always get opposition fans. If we've done it before with a team, then they're quite easy to get a hold of this year or the last you say season. That. It's not always well, the case. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, we're trying to do it a little bit more with BetMate partners. So it's mixing it up a little bit, finding some different people that we've spoken to and reviews as well. If, it, if it's at home and I'm in the car, do it in the car, upload it on YouTube. Easy as that. And then get, that's, get home and do all the fancy graphic stuff on there as well. 
So fans react as well. We get fans that are, are decent, um, can speak well, got decent camera and so on. Obviously, we're always looking for new fans as well. If anyone wants to get involved in that, drop us a drop us a DM on Twitter. Hmm. I think a lot of people think that. I mean, even the podcast probably like half an hour to put together an itinerary, but I think some people think like we spent hours like doing loads of research, but it's just. I think be, to be fair, the, the, I think stuff behind the scenes goes unnoticed a lot, like editing itinerary. I mean, it's not a two-minute yeah. job though. Like you still got to write. No, but it you all. research things out throughout the week as well. Like you'll make notes. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like editing yeah. and stuff, like the podcast, it's it's pretty straightforward now, but it's still going to take me, you know, or take us a good hour or so why the time is edited to get it uploaded and stuff and although people have watched a 50 minute an hour podcast i think that's it but there's another two hours or whatever behind the scenes to make everything that goes with it so yeah same with like the written content as well like we yeah, yeah, yeah. apart from the rumor stuff i don't really write any of it but i still have to sub edit stuff that's contributing and you know most of the time it's bang on it's you no know, maybe just a couple of stylistic things um but jord also makes a cracking cup of tea um, that's um, that's just <laughs> <a> problem. <laughs> and fuck knows what Finn does. He can't even turn up. So, <laughs> uh, but I don't know if we'll do anything for five years. Oh, it, it's nice to be ambitious. We're like, oh, we might do a live show or something. But if we if we're being honest with ourselves, I don't want to turn up um, unless it was we'll a do a live free. show. If we get sponsored and we can just let people come for free. If we have yeah. to get people to pay for it, then that's probably yeah. or or a, like a charity one where it's like you're paying as a raffle or yeah, like the yeah, Express yeah. and Star did at Molyneux that was really successful and maybe mm-hmm. might be able to pull a few favors. We get in other people on, but um, we shall see. Probably just have a, a quiet drink if not um, celebrate. <laughs> that's all. That's all for this week, though, lads. We said at the start. Probably going to be like 40 minutes. There's not a lot to talk about. Nothing really happened. But here we are, a minute and uh, an hour. talk about bringing Nuno back. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You yeah, know, yeah, you, yeah, you, don't, don't no <laughs> Get Wang back in, get Nuno back in. Yeah. Um, and Sean Dyche. change people. Yeah, well, that's, what, that's what we're taking from that. I don't actually mind Sean Dyche, by the way. But let's... Yeah. Uh, who who says no? Who says no? <laughs> Sean. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, Dave, where can people find you? Should they wish to follow you? At Dave as a party on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you. Private or public? Why is this a common question? Because <laughs> it, it changes every week, and I don't know no, why you're doing it. We're public, mate. Public. George, where can people find you? Should they wish? George was seven. Twitter and Instagram, and I am public on both as well. So there you go. Nice. Oh. Nice. Friends reunited. Yeah. The, the last uh, the last podcast where I said uh, the class of seventy six, we had a cracking meeting. So. Oh, Ancestry dot com, <laughs> Ancestry dot com. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh boy, it's always the last five minutes. <laughs> it falls to pieces. <laughs> oh, I am M Cooper writes on Twitter and Instagram, but I'm on I'm on private on Instagram. But feel free to request to follow and Matt Cooper bites on on YouTube and Twitter if you like mixed grills. We are at Talking Walls across all of our socials. Um, and if you are new here, don't forget to smash that subscribe button, like the video and comment down below. What are your thoughts on the current managerial situation? Do you think Bruno should have a little bit more time or do you think he should go? But until next time, um, enjoy the international break. I know you don't usually, but we'll be back very, very soon.